Hello and welcome to the Firefish Podcast. Today, Wendy's joined by Ruth Forster of Wagstaff Recruitment, who, as well as being a successful business owner, also spends a lot of time trying to give back and share her experience with up-and-coming business people. She's very candid about her experiences. I think there's a lot to take away this episode, so let's get straight into it. Here's Wendy speaking with Ruth. everybody thanks so much for tuning in to our latest version of uh, the Farfish podcast and I'm delighted here to be uh, joined by uh, Ruth Forster um, Foster sorry I keep getting that wrong um, <laughs> of Wagstaff Recruitment now we've got another inspiring female entrepreneur here that has gosh we were just working out started recruitment in 93 so lots of wealth of recruitment experience focuses and um, specializes in the contract and permanent uh, marketplace within the engineering and manufacturing. She launched her own recruitment company back about seven years ago. So, you know, has has really sort of seen that company grow and, um, you know, through its challenges of every uh, every recruitment agency that you try to push the barriers of. So I'm sure we'll hear lots more about it. But one of the reasons why I've invited Ruth on is not only just the fact that she's been finding the time to uh, grow her own recruitment company, but it's the number of other board positions that she's actually uh, giving something back to the industry. And I, I love love this in particular. I think it's something that, um, you know, it's really interesting to see what, uh, why somebody does this and gives her time voluntary on that basis. Uh, but also, what does she get back from it as well? So, you know, we've got a number of things that uh, Ruth has uh, been has joined in. She's joined the Southern Staffordshire Employment and Skills Board uh, back in 2013. And in 2015, she became chair. So she's obviously quite good at it. Um, and she went on to become the team specialist director so the team is uh, one of the largest independent uh, networks um, of independent recruitment companies in the UK um, and she became the specialist director of the IT and um, the engineering uh, division uh, back in uh, 2015 so last three years on that or 2014 sorry last um, three years there but she's also joined the APPG all party parliamentary group for women and enterprise and was appointed director for the skills of the Stephen Sutton Academy Trust for t- in 2017. Ruth, welcome. I have no idea. Hi, Wendy. The time. Hi. How on earth do you have the time to do anything? <laughs> you know what it's about, though, Wendy? It's about hiring good staff so that you can get some time back to do some stuff that you really want to do. So, uh, yeah, over the past few years, it, I've been in a, a great position where we've finally grown the business. So we've got a real good core team. We're not a huge business, but we've got a real core um, good people who can run Wagstaff recruitment and oh. I can keep my hand in but go off and do oh, some stuff that I uh, really love getting involved in so let's learn a little bit about that that couldn't have started at day one so what do you feel then when you've you know we'll have lots of listeners here that will be able to connect with the fact that they either want to spin out and start their own agency up or they're they're running a business themselves so how have you got to that stage because I think it's every recruitment I mean I'm still striving for it where you actually get the stage where you're not working in the business all the time so your key milestones how have you been able to achieve that you know looking back you get to a point now and you're quite right we're nearly seven years in and um, if you'd have asked me this question three years ago I certainly wouldn't have been at that point Um, and it is what we all really struggle with and I think most people who do start their own businesses 
in recruitment were the same as me. Mm-hmm. You know, seven years ago, I hadn't got the aspiration actually of having a recruitment business. It happened by by fluke. I've been in recruitment a long time, but and I loved it, mm-hmm. uh, but didn't really think that I would ever have my own business and fell mm-hmm. into that by by fluke and started working from home, just in the home office, and did that for six months. Um, and then you realise that you literally just cannot do it all. It's mm-hmm. it's it's bad enough trying to be a uh, a recruiter on your own, but then trying to run a business and grow it, you, you just need people to do it. And I think really for me, the 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 point was to recognise that you have to appoint people who are brilliant at doing the stuff that you're not brilliant at, yeah. and finding those people. Um, so the business really took a good turning point uh, two years in when I appointed a brilliant uh, guy who had never done recruitment before but was an engineer. Mm. And I knew that I wanted somebody to complement my skill set. So I'd always done recruitment, uh, always recruited in engineering recruitment. My dad was an engineer, so I understood a little bit of it. But I wanted some credibility. And so appointing really good people but then having the patience that it takes time for people to learn everything you know (laughs) because I'd got 17 years experience before I'd started my own recruitment business and then you you know sometimes our expectations are so high that you have to ground yourself a little bit and say right this is going to take time to have a a, the longevity and the sustainability you can have a quick hit run wonder you can have consultants that will come in and that will do six months 12 months 18 months And that's great for certain businesses who want to grow quite rapidly, I suppose, sometimes. But for me, I'm quite a stable person and I I like things in certain ways and I I like the longevity. I want to know that our customers are going to be able to pick up the phone and still speak to the same people in five years' time. So for us, we don't have a massive recruitment agency, but what we do have is we have longevity and and the really strong customer relations. So hiring a strong number two um, was brilliant. And then hiring a really strong finance manager. Again, finance is not my strength. But 18 months ago, we we hired a brilliant finance manager who is business savvy and is just works for us two days a week but literally the two days a week she works for us it's like having her here for five days because she she's just got that wealth of experience and finding those people and letting them get on and Mm -hmm. do that which then enables me to get on with the stuff that I love and also the stuff that I'm good at which is being with clients being with customers networking um, and that's a that's a a big role to do but you can't do it all but what I like there is that you've also just shown the flexibility you've got core people but actually these core people don't actually have to be full-time with you you know just having that person come in that's you know yeah it's really good yeah 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 flexibility on on hours the right people will that will fit with your business it will work and it's we very rarely do we also take people from the recruitment industry We, Mm. we we recruit for core skills and core values that fit with us and then we say, yes, it's going to take six to 12 months for them to understand the complex structure, which is recruitment and all the things that can go wrong with it, which do. Absolutely. And do you do, you know, do you invest yourself in those training of those people or, you know, how have you managed to, if you, because I think that's something that I recognize um, from sort of old school days of running, you would take somebody in and you would develop them and you would say this. Yep. 
12 years. I'm not sure that certainly the business owners I'm talking to take that same approach today. And actually, to be fair to them, how can they when a lot of the, you know, the the staff are coming in and maybe just sort of going, "Mm, not sure this is for me next and move on. Exactly. So how do you get that balance then, Ruth? So we we took the approach um, a couple of years ago that we would develop our own training manual, which was bite size and would develop people at certain stages. So we have an internal training program, which is very much a a mentoring program. Mm. Um, And then we will then bolt on additional external courses where we need we see fit so that may be um, going out for the full day and doing external recruitment with training with proper recruitment trainers Mm -hmm. but also there is the there is networking events um, and workshops and things that we think would be benefit for them as individuals because Mm -hmm. everybody's different and everybody has different skill sets so you can't do a one size fits all um because some people may want to go down the 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 path of new business development sales and that side of things other people are very much account management um and wanting to add value to that service some people are coming from that customer relationship side of things you know the resourcing side is just a how we resource candidates now compared to what we used to do 15, 20 years ago is very different. And it takes so much time now. It's an, it's an art in itself and marketing, you know, going out and seeing people who talk about recruitment, but talk about it in a different way. So about being marketeers within our industry and Mm -hmm. and just looking at different ways where we can be the best at what we do. Mm -hmm. And do you have any form of sort of, you know, structure that you would sit down and actually sort of plan out their training and development plan then? No. Um, what we do do regularly is um, one-to-ones and personal development plans. Mm-hmm. So they, so the development plan will create itself, mm-hmm. but we don't even get into that point until at least 12 months. 12 the months first in, point right. Of, yeah, yeah, getting them on board, getting them used to how we recruit, what our clients are like, going through that full journey of understanding everything in the recruitment process, feeling it, feeling the highs, feeling the lows, feeling the challenges, (laughs) experiencing the changes that may come in with contractors and the legislation on that side of things or anything to do with the new laws coming through with data protection and all that stuff. So getting really to understand about what recruitment is about And then at that 12-month point is say, right, okay, how do you feel about the job that we recruited you for? Mm -hmm. Where are you in that journey now? Is that meeting your expectations and where do you now want to go? So I think then you can then make a decision about your own career and have that conversation because you've experienced 12 months of it. I think that's great because that would also almost provide an incentive for listen if you actually commit to this in terms of figuring out this job and you know we're going to support you with doing that in the first 12 months but then it's looking at right now you've kind of demonstrated this so now we're going to commit more into you and so yeah I suppose that would help with your attention I would have thought as well yeah and don't get me wrong you know in seven years we I'm going to say I have made some huge (laughs) mistakes and when you're talking about personal development it's not just about personal development for the team it's about me as well Mm -hmm. because it's very much about acknowledging that yeah I was a 
experienced recruiter, but I'd never run a business before. And that's a totally different set of school skills and, you know, what you're wanting to be digging into your toolkit of dealing with certain situations and the certain situations that I dealt with in the, in the early days that I didn't handle in the right way. But again, I have a business coach. I do personal development for me. And it's about just picking yourself up and keeping on keeping on going through. Well, out of interest, when did you decide, like, I'm a very big fan of business coaching. You know, I look at it in yep. sports, from the sports background. We all think, yep. don't think twice about having a coach in sports. No. But- I don't Marginal games. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But I, I'm not sure it's, everybody thinks, oh, I've got to have a coach at business. So when, when did you make that change and what's that benefit been for you? Um, I, I, I think I was three years in mm-hmm. um, and it was the realisation that I knew recruitment, but I was starting to feel like I was thinking, trying to run a business <laughs> and, and be a recruitment person. And also because it's my own business. Mm-hmm. it's um it's very lonely and very isolated and I just needed to speak I, I I wanted to understand about business and I was very clear on on what I wanted out of a coach um so I got recommended a coaching program through team the recruitment network that I'm part of and somebody said there's some funding available you can go down this this path mm-hmm. and explored that but I was very clear that I didn't want a recruitment coach Mm. I wanted a business coach Mm -hmm. because at that point I thought I don't really want somebody coming in who's been a recruitment owner and has run a business because I want my own vision Mm -hmm. but what I want the development on is running a business managing people getting the best out of people and building influential and strong teams and that isn't a recruitment skill. That's a business management yeah. skill, skill. And I've still got my coach now. Have um, you? Excellent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've still got my coach now. And, and we had her in on Friday to do a team exercise, a workshop for us for the morning for all of us. And so she's now developing the team so that as we grow to the next stage, they can coach and mentor the next people that are coming into our business. And it's certainly been the the, the investment in me has been then been investment into the business no I mean that, I think I think that's really honest of you and um you know thanks for sharing that because uh, yeah I think that's fantastic and I think especially what I didn't know about yourself Ruth is that you never actually wanted to run a recruitment business I mean I've heard of loads of recruiters falling into recruitment but I can't <laughs> I wasn't sort of expecting the Weirdo, fact yeah, not quite sure why I was doing this, but I suddenly realised I'm running, running a recruitment business. Yeah. No, I, it was very, it was, it was just purely because I, the person I was working for um, was coming to the end of their, their career and, and they were on to their next journey and we couldn't agree a way forward. And suddenly it was, whoa, okay this isn't the path for me and um I have a uh, I'm probably slightly risk averse but my uh, my husband who wasn't my husband at the time is certainly was certainly not risk averse and said well I suggest and I thought mm, maybe you're right so uh, what what what's the harm what mm-hmm. if it goes wrong after six months and I have to go and find another job okay so be it let's just try it and that's literally what happened that's brilliant so 
now looking at all the other networking stuff that you've been involved in and board mm. positions, you're giving a, I mean, that I know because that's how we originally met. Um, you know, we both served in the yeah, through team work, yeah, as a director, yeah, board, um, and yeah, totally inspired with you. Um, so but it takes so much time and yeah you know, I found just one uh board position was was taking quite a lot of time up mind you're doing four <laughs> yeah how, how, yeah yeah what, what what sort of benefits do you why why are you doing that I, I appreciate you said that you want to be involved in things but what do what do you get out of it and what does the business get out of it so I think there's different types of networking and 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 board positions that I do. Um, I mean, specifically on the team, the team thing was quite unique. I I probably had the business a year, and I was speaking to another who team member. I didn't realise about team. I'd never heard of team. Mm-hmm. Who had said, "Are you a member of team?" And I'd never heard of it. And I thought, "Okay, you want me to go and sit in a room with my competitors? This yeah. is very bizarre and out of my comfort zone." But I went along, and team for. For us as a business now is is just it's critical. Uh, we wouldn't be without it. But for giving up the the time, it was something that I was interested in, mm-hmm. and I think that comes back to the other board positions. It's all stuff that I'm interested in. The, it's all ar- around education and careers, and mm-hmm. the reason being is because I left school at 16. I had no idea what I wanted to do. Nobody had inspired me, and I just thought if somebody had just inspired me at some point. I wonder what else would have happened. Now, I'm glad nobody did because I've fallen into what I've done. <laughs> I think you're doing which is a bit ironic, well. <laughs> me saying that. But yeah, which is a bit ironic. However, I think, and, and there was, a, there was a, a quote I saw the other day, and it was Kevin Spacey, and it said, if you're lucky enough to be successful, you have a responsibility to send the elevator back down. Excuse the Americanism on elevator. I like that. And, I, and for me, that really sums it up. I've been lucky. Yes, I've worked hard, but I've been given some lucky breaks and some lucky opportunities, and I've done something with that. Um, but I, we have a responsibility mm. because there's people out there that aren't getting that opportunity. At the back end of last year, I had reached a point where I felt I was I was giving a lot of time freely and voluntary. Mm-hmm. So when I set my personal objective this year, my I just do three and one of them was to say no more mm-hmm. and the other one was to manage your own time and I actually log the hours that I work every week now and what I'm doing so whether it's part of the business whether it's networking whether it's giving back and as long as I can see every quarter that I have either made a difference it's it, it's been a positive effect for our business and it's not been a negative impact, then I will carry on doing it. And I think that's a key thing, just to manage to manage it. It's beneficial for us as a business because, one, we're all really interested and want to help the next generation. Mm-hmm. So it's a nice thing for us to do, and it's a nice, warm, fuzzy feeling, let's be honest. Yeah. Um, but the other side of things is, you know, being commercial about it is, our names out there in the local market and you know there is parents of these pupils that we talk to or there is people that I meet up in Westminster when I'm involved with the APPG who are running businesses technology business and it's a good networking thing so it combines it perfectly for me it's giving back it's something I'm genuinely interested in but there is a benefit to our business for us to have an opportunity meet with other people and talk about what we do yeah I, th- I think 
I think it's it's fab. It really is, and and hats off to you in in providing your time. Uh, I like that phrase in terms of you know the. Well, I would argue you know you can say that you've got lots of lucky breaks, Ruth, but I think you know you do seize the opportunities and you've turned them into something. Um, I yeah. mean, one of the things I'm quite keen on, uh, you know, just like you, is the team networking. I think you yeah. summed it up really really well there in terms of you know why why would I want to go and sit in a room um, with my competitors um but actually you've turned that I mean I I was at the conference this year with you and you know your team were getting prizes you know left and center and you yeah. you've you've also done a huge amount of splits you know you can actually yeah. create financial you know so oh, financially how, how do you manage to incentivize your recruiters to actually use that sort of team network as almost a way of driving revenue growth into your own company um it's quite simple it's um do you want 50 percent of something or 100 percent of nothing yeah and it really is as simple as that um you're quite right <laughs> the whole team thing for some people is so alien yeah. and it is oh my goodness how uncomfortable do I do I feel sat yeah. in this room with people who I'm competing with um and team for us um you've got to put in you've got to network and you've got to build those relationships mm-hmm. um and we've built some great relationships with team members and actually through the team um website and head office recommending other people we've actually just generated some new relationships in the past couple of weeks um but last week we had three offers in um for jobs where there were our vacancies but we didn't have the candidates so we'd split we've got revenue in that we didn't we wouldn't have had so it either works where we're dealing with somebody who normally would compete with us and we've we've built that relationship up so we both know who our clients are and and obviously we don't we don't go into people's um into that competitive nature mm-hmm. on that side of things we work together as a partnership yeah. um but we may have a, a situation where we've got a client um in a certain location and we know a team member's there and they've got a pool of candidates that are there and we just don't know about them because mm-hmm. we can't know every single candidate mm-hmm. so that's in the same market but the other way where it really works for us is when we've got clients and we say to them you want to reduce the amount of agencies you're you're dealing with this is our specialism but because of the team network and the 500 recruiters independent recruiters we've got in the uk um we've got affiliates with people in finance marketing and it Mm -hmm. so we can cover all of your recruitment needs and rather than you dealing with four different agencies you can deal with us we'll manage the process and we'll supply everything for you Mm -hmm. so we've got a client now that we were just recruiting maintenance engineers and operation shift managers and engineering managers for but we now recruit finance it health and safety and um quality we do between us and another agency but they're getting the full service yeah and the other one was from a location point of view we've got a client in the midlands we were recruiting maintenance engineers for them and they've got a facility up in Scotland. Yay. And, uh, yeah, and it's like, right, well, I've got no candidates in, in Scotland because it's just not our location. Yeah. Phoned somebody I knew in, in, in the team network and said, can you recommend somebody? Yep, put me in touch with somebody. Uh, six weeks later, we were splitting a, a 5K fee for a maintenance engineer, 50-50. So, and it worked. Yeah. So it delivers... Yeah. You have to put the time in, and yeah. it's not a quick fix. But but recruitment isn't a quick fix if you want a, a good relationship with a mm-hmm. 
with a client it's a longevity thing mm-hmm. and that's what I like because you've brought you've brought that into your culture haven't you and you're encouraging it yeah. and instead of having a recruiter sitting there going you know I've got no candidates you've given them an avenue to find candidates and yeah and it's a safe environment yeah yeah it's oh, a well safe done. environment they're not going to lose their, their their client because it's all you know regulated within team and we know what our our code of conduct is mm-hmm. so if it's if it's led from the top and the buy-in from the top yeah it, it, it's second nature yeah. and you and I have sat on that board where um any complaints that have needed to be yep. uh, looked at are looked at so it does exactly uh, the team network with the, the referees as we called them take it very That's seriously it. <laughs> absolutely absolutely oh it's it's, it's been fascinating because I love the fact that um although you're a niche supplier you've got you've yep. different ways to tap into complementary services with a different network and you've also expanded everything that you've touched has actually expanded your brand your presence um, and yes. who, who knows you know somebody's going to be looking at what you're doing and you've just widened your network as to who's looking at you which which is really good Ruth so on that note then what what's next for the business um you know you've got to a stage where you've been able to get more time out for yourself but where do you, where's your plans what what are you now going to be doing so we want to plan the um the growth as it stands so we carry on doing what we're doing with more people but the right people we've been expanding our offering so we do as you quite rightly said we do permanent and contract recruitment we're doing more retained uh, and we're offering more consultancy services to um, to businesses so advising them on their recruitment strategy also within the team network there's the global link to the equivalent of team which is um the NPA, and we've got clients who are who are global. So we've got clients in the US that we haven't been doing a lot with, um, and we want to grow that. And we feel that um, working through the NPA and our, net, our networking that we'll we'll start to grow that that side of things as well. So very much it's carrying on with doing what we're doing, um, offering the services that we've got, contract perm, engineering, manufacturing, but also with our affiliates within Team, and just really strengthening what we've got and growing that into a wider audience and growing a business as, as everybody wants to do keeping that really strong team that in fairness Wagstaff recruitment can uh, can run without me which I'm very pleased to say <laughs> I'll tell you what if I had money to bet on it I would definitely bet on you <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. you know, t- I, honestly it has I, I've, I've had the pleasure of watching your business grow but I actually see not even your business growing I see your brand really developing and um, you know I, I think you're you're doing all the the right things that um, I see sort of entrepreneurial inspiring business owners do um, so I think you know anybody taking a leaf out your book will, will definitely benefit so thanks so much for, for sharing all of this you know as you said it's giving something back and you know there'll be people there that are maybe just starting out and sort of haven't maybe got to that sort of depth of depression in three years that we've all been there with thinking ah you know but at least least they might know it's coming (laughs) yeah exactly and you can get through it (laughs) yes more important yeah absolutely if anybody wants to um you know reach out to you and find you where's the best source to find you online yeah, online. So our, our company website, wagstaffrecruitment.co.uk, um, there is, I try to blog as much as I can, but not greatly, but there is some good articles on there that I've written after I've come back from events and um, especially the one that you held last year with Greg Savage. So mm-hmm. that was a nice reality check. So there's some stuff on there. Um, we're on LinkedIn. Um, but yeah, if you can share our contact details, more than happy for people to get in touch. 
Oh, that, that's brilliant. Yeah, we will absolutely share all those contact details. And thank you for that. We plug that's reminded me. So the future of recruitment, that was uh, our big event. We had about 100 recruiters out last year. And uh, uh, Greg's now coming back to support the benefit of that. I uh, really enjoyed his visit to Scotland. So he's doing another one in November. So, so yeah, and I, yeah I, I, fabulous. It was, it was a great event. So I, even if I say that myself, but I, I know everybody. It was, no, it event, was. So <laughs> thank you. I, I was very nervous as I sat down and thought, and that's what the blog's about, of, oh, my goodness. I could be doomed. He could be telling me I'm doing everything wrong, but it was okay. It was fine. Sometimes just a bit of reassurance is all you need as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Ruth, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for sharing. Uh, My pleasure. Thanks, Wendy. Yeah. And um, just for everybody that's out there, you know, obviously we do a lot of content and resources from the Firefish blog through to our uh, YouTube channel with Crowdcast and our iTunes channel with what we do for podcast. Um, so if you like what we're doing, make sure that you subscribe or let us know because it keeps us doing this because um, I very much want to give something back to the industry ourselves. And this is how we do it. Tune up for the next one and I uh, hope you enjoyed this one. Um, thanks very much.